525,600 minutes. How do you measure, measure a year? These are the lyrics from the song Seasons of Love from the Broadway musical Rent. I've been singing them to myself for days. How will we measure this past year? 525,600 minutes have been counted since the last time we worshiped all together in this sanctuary. One year ago, this sanctuary was filled to overflowing as we celebrated Pastor Ian's installation to co-pastor of Montview Church, even though he'd been already serving 17 years in this capacity. It's a long story. One year ago today, the staff was oblivious to the sudden pivot we'd be making a few days later to the world of virtual pre-recorded services, calling them Montview at Home. This is the 52nd Sunday we've been preaching into a camera in an empty sanctuary. One year ago today, there were 19 recorded deaths in the United States from COVID. To date, the death count in the United States has reached nearly the same number as minutes contained in a year. How do we measure a year? This year has revealed to us the enormous capacity of the human heart for both hatred and love, for joy and suffering. If we measure this year by what we've lost, it would be immense. This year has painfully, but rightfully, revealed aspects of ourselves we needed to face. One year ago, we could not imagine we'd be forced to face the underbelly of our society. That is the unyielding racist system our country is built upon. One year ago, we couldn't have imagined we'd be forced to face up to the intense economic disparities in this country. One year ago, we suspected the election season would be ugly, but never could we have predicted the unrelenting levels of vitriol, contempt, and violence we'd witness among our leaders and citizens. How do we measure a year? Mental health experts and clergy would measure this year as taking a toll on the emotional health of its people. We've been concentrating on the topic of mental and spiritual resiliency since the start of the pandemic. Resiliency is that ability to cope and recover from difficult experiences. That pertains to both individuals and as a collective. The number of cases of depression and anxiety, self-harm and suicide have dramatically escalated this year. These numbers have sounded the emergency alarm systems and we've been activated to help people cope and recover. Clearly suffering and resiliency are not new issues for human beings. After he was baptized with the spirit of the Lord upon him, Jesus was immediately driven into the wilderness to be tested for 40 days. Now, when we hear 40 days in regards to time, the, the biblical writer simply means a long time. Thus the phrase 40 days and 40 nights was just another way to say a really long time. Jesus was in the wilderness for a really long time being tried and purified. 
his experiences in the wilderness with the temptations of the devil, the adversary, gave Jesus the foundation to sustain his future ministry, to fulfill his call to usher in God's kingdom. Jesus emerged from the wilderness resilient, attuned to the seductive voice of the adversary. That, he, that is, trained to resist that voice. Jesus drew upon his experiences in the wilderness as he faced later temptations, ultimately in the Garden of Gethsemane, for God to take the bitter cup from him. Jesus never forgot whose he was. It was as if his belovedness as God's child soaked into him like the river water in which he was baptized. His identity as God's beloved child kept him centered and strong and resistant. His identity as God's beloved was the foundation upon which he fulfilled his call. The first letter of Paul, or first letter of Peter to the early church, was focused around the faith community's suffering. Peter mentioned suffering 12 times in these passages. And not only Peter, but James and Paul in their letters to their churches exhorted them to withstand trials as they grew into mature and whole adults. James says in chapter one, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And Paul said to the church in Rome, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. The late spiritual writer Henry Nouwen called the wilderness experiences in our lives furnaces of transformation. He said it's in the fiery furnace of transformation that we are shaped into the child of God, God created us to be. Being more precious than gold, we are tested by fire. Our hearts and our faith go through a purifying and transforming process when we suffer. The world has been in a furnace of transformation for over a year now, and we long for it to be over. We long to escape the heat. Lately, however, I've felt a strange anxiety about our time in this COVID wilderness ending. I fear that once the pandemic is over, it will be evident we haven't learned what we're supposed to learn, that we haven't looked hard enough at ourselves to recognize what needs to change. I fear we'll want to go back to normal, unwilling to face up to the reality that normal back there was not working for everyone. Our beliefs about what we or our children need to be happy have to be modified. We parents are tempted to protect our children from hardships. And it's an illusion that we can protect children from making mistakes or shield them entirely from pain. We shouldn't. In fact, we become neurotic and we make our children neurotic when we overprotect them. 
We love them. So we let them live into the messiness of life so that they can be measured by the strength of their character. Like the devil in the wilderness tempting Jesus, the adversary can present itself as the competing voice within us that wants us to choose the easier path, to avoid the hard path. The voice of the adversary tempts us to float on the surface, resisting going deeper. The voice of the adversary lies to us, convincing us we cannot make different choices in order to create a better world for all children. The lie is that we are fated into the systems of oppression to which we've grown attached. Suffering in the wilderness opens us to high heat and high heat purifies us. Too much heat can make us crack, but manageable amounts build our resistance, inoculates us against despair, and emboldens our courage to hope. In this pandemic, I pray we are building our defenses, our immunity, our resiliency as a people, I pray we are being inoculated in our spirits from overwhelming fear and anxiety. We have been training to do hard things this year. And when we are collectively resilient, we can become people of maturity, people with character, people of hope, Paul said. This has been a year full of difficulties but it's also been a year of gifts. How will we measure this year? Well, it's not over yet. We still have challenges to face and more opportunities to grow and maturity to demonstrate. The most important question is not how will we measure this year? It is how will future generations looking back measure us? We pray that God's grace will be with us. Amen.